Where I grew up, winter in southern Idaho was for skiing and snowmobiling and tubing, playing in the snow. But during the summer, oh, the summer was for swimming and riding bicycles and for playing countless hours of basketball. We played so much basketball, I think my arm fell off. We had so much fun, but there was a question specifically if you played like at a city park and there was a group of people waiting to play the game. You would hear the question amongst those waiting on the sideline, who's got next? And in this episode of the Darren Sargent Show, we are going to attempt to answer that question, who's got next? Glad you've joined us. And for the first time, we are now on YouTube in a video right here. I'm looking at you. Thanks for joining. Check us out. Subscribe, like, rate, review on both video and on audio. Let other people know about the Darren Sargent Show. Let's get started. Who's got next? I remember growing up and across the ditch from our house, our neighbor had built a or constructed a cement pad and put a basketball pole on there and had a basketball goal and we played for hours. We would practice our outside perimeter shooting. We would try to uh, go inside and see if we could get up high enough to dunk the ball. But no, we never really did that. Although one time I did take a volleyball may have been smaller than a volleyball. I can't remember, and I dunked it. But those were the days long before, well, we won't even go there. But when you would play basketball at the city park or maybe even a gymnasium, there was always those that asked the question, who's got next? It was a question that said, okay, whether win or lose, there's going to be another team that's going to come up on this court and play either the winner loser whatever brackets that you kind of formed in those those you know summer day leagues if you will on the side of the court and there would be people that would ask the question I want to know who's got next Uh, we've got three we've got five we're ready to play who's got next it's kind of similar to what we did in the video arcade where we had the uh, you know, you're playing Donkey Kong or Asteroids or or Centipede or Dig Dug or whatever it was, and Frogger, yeah, Frogger, and you put your quarter up there. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but you put your quarter up on the machine. That told everyone, you've got the next game. Now, when it comes to life, clearly the challenges of life, the things that we face are a, a far greater significance than just some pickup game of basketball where it's three on three at the city park. But the lessons learned from the question of next, I think, still applies. It's still important. Now, whether you've been victorious or you failed miserably, there needs to be a next that rises up in your spirit. Now, I may be talking to someone today that you've been dealt a blow of disappointment. You've failed. Maybe you've got disappointment on your job. Maybe you've had a disappointment in a relationship. Maybe you've had a disappointment in school, whatever. When you address the shortcomings, when you address and acknowledge areas that require growth, 
and you learn from those lessons that need to be learned from whatever you've gone through. You've got to then, you, you've got to dust yourself off, so to speak, and you've got to, you've got to dust the rubble off of the disappointment, the dust from the rubble off the disappointment or the failure or whatever it was, and you've got to face tomorrow with a next mentality. Now, I know we're not promised tomorrow. I get that. But we are promised that today we can do something about the days ahead that God has for our lives, even though they may not be necessarily promised if you're going to wake up tomorrow morning you've got to have a next mentality now adversely perhaps even more importantly if you have just enjoyed a great victory and i've noticed this in a lot of people's lives victory comes they have an overcoming moment uh, maybe it was a long sought after prayer that they've been praying and god has finally answered it maybe it's a raise that was long overdue and you, your boss said okay we're going to give you that raise maybe it was a spiritual victory maybe it was even something that god joined together a relationship that had been severed or been hurting You've got to be careful not to settle into a mindset of complacency in the comforting climate that victory and success, success often, often provide. There's nothing, nothing worse. I'm going to say this a couple times because I want you to get it. There's nothing worse than losing momentum due to victory-induced complacency. Let me say that again. There's nothing worse than losing losing momentum due to victory-induced complacency. Even in victory, we need to be looking for the next. We need to be looking for that which is going to teach us something else. There's a story in history after the Battle of Gettysburg and our nation's civil war. The dust of warfare, warfare had now settled except for that of the retreating Confederate troops. And as the defeated made a desperate flight back to the Virginia border, they were weak, they were vulnerable, they'd suffered the loss of thousands upon thousands. They were in disarray. And General Lee, the commander of the Confederate Army, knew he had to get his soldiers back to familiar territory where defenses were not only familiar, but also they were stronger and more complete. And General Meade, who was the leader of the Union forces in this battle, had compiled a, a tremendous victory. History tells us it was an incredible victory, and it kind of turned the tide of the Civil War. The Union Army had stopped the Confederates from a major victory that would have brought foreign power kind of to bear on the war. And they understood at this point that, you know, the North is tough. I'm not sure we're going to be able to conquer them. And at both Antietam and Gettysburg, the South had failed to successfully invade the northern regions of the country. But however, when, when President Lincoln, upon realizing that General Lee, that old gray fox, had been outmaneuvered, and then he received a message from General Meade that stated this, I am going to drive every Confederate soldier and every piece of artillery from our soil. Mr. Lincoln, when he heard that and heard the story, he was overheard saying, my word, is that all? In other words, General Meade had made clear he was content with just holding his own ground, but was not of a mind to invade the South and end the conflict as quickly as possible. This is the reason that on April 9th, 1865, General Meade was not 
present when surrender terms between the north and the south were agreed upon. He indicated he was content to rest with a limited and an incomplete victory. And when he refused to chase the enemy, not just from northern soil, but rather all the way back, all the way back to victory, President Lincoln understood something. There's going to be a lot of days of hardship ahead because this man did not secure complete victory. There would be countless thousands more casualties that were unnecessarily suffered because victory had induced complacency. The lesson's very clear here. Just as with loss, no matter how great the victory, you've got to enjoy it, but momentarily. But always be ready to ask, who's got next? What's the next struggle? What's the next mountain? What's the next obstacle that I can get out of my way that will push me to the place that I know God wants me to go? I think it's a question we all need to ask ourselves. It's a question that needs to probably rise up with us in the morning when we get out of bed. What's next? Who's got next? Where am I going? What am I after? What can I achieve? I want to thank you for listening and now watching. Check it out. You're watching this. I'm going to get better at this. I'm still working on lights, but and this wall behind me, this is a wall my wife created, and it's got personal stuff from our family. We've got a couple different walls like this you may see in some future episodes, but I want to thank you for just tuning in. I want to thank you for being a part of the Darren Sargent Show as we continue to grow, and I'm going to ask you to go to our YouTube channel. I'll put the link in the show notes. If you go to YouTube, it's at Darren Sargent Leadership, and subscribe. Help us out. Subscribe to it, and let us know you're watching. Let us know you're listening. Hopefully, this is an area that you will enjoy having see my ugly mug on YouTube. I hope you'll enjoy it. And I thank you for listening. I want to also say, as I said in our last episode, which by the way, was the hundredth episode, this is one one see how I did that. But in the hundredth episode, we had our very first sponsor, Ash and Stone Skincare. Yes. If you go to ashandstoneskincare.com and put in the coupon code, TDSS20. You'll get 20% off your first order. This is my daughter's company and she's doing awesome. And I'm glad she's my first sponsor. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, go to YouTube, check it out. And let's continue on here on the Darren Sargent show. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.